Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant-garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to episode 21 of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I am so glad you're here today with me, my friend. This episode brought to you by Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundations, where you can go from contemplation to clarity in just six weeks. How incredible does that sound? By learning to tap into the superpower of your spirit, you'll feel refreshed in your mind, certain of your mission, and inspired in your business. Go to trishabaileyphd.com forward slash A-G-E-F dash waitlist for more details. You can also find the link here in the show notes. This is part two of a two-part series on reflection and goal setting. This is not goal setting for most typical people. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you are not like most people at all. This is not going to be another smart goal podcast. I think you are in a different place than that. And if you're wondering what smart goals are, it's the specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound acronym. As a change maker, social entrepreneur, and or climate activist, you are in this tiny elite segment of the population who has the capacity not only to dream, but to do. You get things done, you move people to action, and possibly among your friends and maybe even your family, you feel like you don't really fit in because you think a little differently. You are motivated by these wicked, big challenges that are really beyond the scope of what a single human can fix. So what I'm talking about today comes from years of goal setting and goal getting. I talked about this in one of the other earlier episodes, but I'll recap this little story here for you today. The first time I set goals was when I was 16 years old. It wasn't because I was prompted or taught. The world wasn't super connected like it is now. And we were certainly not in the information age yet, (laughs) at least not the way we are today. It was like there was this driving inspiration that came to me and told me that I could choose my future. I could choose what I wanted for myself. A couple of decades and a lot of goal setting experiments later, I wouldn't say I've mastered the art of goal setting because, well, it's an art. And, you know, just like the avant-garde artists, each person has their own different interpretation of what works in one situation and what works in another. 
but I've learned a thing or two, and I'd like to share them with you here today. Among social entrepreneurs, I've noticed a few goal-setting scenarios. Number one, maybe you've not actually sat down to and implemented a formal goal-setting process, but you think about things a lot and you can really mobilize people's action and positive things tend to happen around you. Number two, maybe you write out your goals, but they are so lofty or long-term, or there are so many that they are just not realistic. One of the letters in the SMART goal acronym, I think that is. And you get frustrated and possibly stop because you just stop reviewing them. Number three, maybe you regularly write out your goals and they fit all the SMART criteria. You consistently review them, but they just don't seem to be happening fast enough. Not only have I noticed these three scenarios in social entrepreneurs around the world, I've experienced them personally during different seasons of my life, all three of them. So no matter what situation describes you best right now, you are not alone. I've been there and no doubt lots of other social entrepreneurs from the novices, people who are just dreaming of social enterprise to the uber experienced. So in this episode, I'm going to give you the highlights of how I set my goals, tips for no matter how you set your goals, and the advice that I wish that I had sooner. First, the highlights of how I set my goals. Notice, I said highlights. It would take me hours to tell you everything. So number one, I set three-month goals. My goal periods are December to February, March to May, June to August, and September to November. Why do I do it this way? It basically removes the pressure of all the things that have to happen on the traditional calendar quarters. And also, I have learned that you can basically change your entire life in 90 days or three months. There's something really powerful about three months. The second thing is I start planning two weeks ahead of the three-month period on a Saturday. It's actually scheduled in my calendar to plan it. So why? Because on a Saturday, I am more in tune with my spirit. So I'm not super high vibe like I am when I'm really energetic, more at the beginning of the week, like on a Monday or Tuesday. And I'm also not exhausted, kind of like I am more on a Thursday or Friday. I'm a little bit more neutral. And I find that when I'm a little bit more neutral, I can hear my spirit more clearly and I don't cram in too much. So if I am super high vibe, I will write all this stuff down and it will be a little too lofty. If I am super low vibe, like I am when I'm more tired, being tired is not a bad thing, but I know that I will have a tendency to feel less hopeful and less inspired. So by starting this on a Saturday, and your day might be different, but just starting on a day when I'm a little bit more neutral is a really good thing for me. Number three, planning. So what planning means to me? So first of all, I get out a blank piece of paper. It's kind of like having for me a clean white canvas. In the planning phase, I don't actually look at my current goals, the things that I'm working on in this three current three-month period. Because remember, I'm doing this two weeks before the next three-month period starts. 
So this keeps me from dragging something into the future that no longer serves me. If I begin with this clean white canvas versus my goal spreadsheet, it feels like I have more power to create my future instead of dragging around the past. And this is a power that you have to. The second step in my planning process is that I ask my spirit for words or themes for this season. The reason why is that it helps me to know and gives me a sense of what my priority areas or categories are going to be. So for example, last September to November, I only got one word, which I was super happy about. And the word was confident. And December to February, my words were cultivate and create. March to May, they were refresh and refine. June to August, they were fun and launch. And this September, they were rest and reset. Now, I can tell you for certainty that as I look back, my words were exactly what happened. I didn't feel it at the time because I was in the process and getting things done and, you know, coming up against all the obstacles that make you feel like you're not getting your goals done. But I can say that they absolutely happened. And a lot of the words, for example, fun, I had never gotten that word before. And it turned out to be a really fun season. So it's just incredible. I'd love to share more about this with you, but this podcast would get really long. Maybe we can talk about this offline or at another time for sure. The third step in my planning process is I ask, how do I want to feel? This is a newer step for me, and it has been a game changer. The reason why I do this and why it's so powerful for me is envisioning and feeling how I want to feel at the end of the quarter informs what I say yes to, and even more importantly, what I say no to. So I literally, for example, at the beginning of September, I literally envisioned myself on November 30th thinking, how do I want to feel? And I write that out. So the fourth step in the planning process is if I want to feel this way. So for example, if I want to feel peaceful and joyful, let's just stick with those two. I might ask myself, What does feeling peaceful and joyful look like in terms of what I do and who I am? And then my list begins and I just write. I write whatever I want to achieve in that three months. I just start writing and it kind of tends to fall into familiar categories for me at this point. I haven't had a major shift. I had a major shift a few years ago, but I haven't had a major shift in a while. So they kind of fall into familiar categories. And After I feel like I'm done, then I open up Evernote and I put them, organize them as a checklist in Evernote under my categories. Then I take them as a whole and I determine a few primary goals. And those few are the ones that actually make it on my goal spreadsheet. I use a what by when format and phrase my goals as if they've already happened. So for example, if I wanted to host a free goal setting workshop, then my goal would be written like this. I've hosted a free goal setting workshop. And then in the date part of the, I'd have a part of the spreadsheet that actually shows the date. There are all kinds of ways 
to write them, but I found that this is high vibe and it really works best for me. Then I break those up into smaller pieces and I add the small goals, which will make them easier to achieve. So I add the dates starting at the end of the three-month period and I work back to the present. So it's kind of like reverse engineering your goals. So I start with the end goal and work back with the smaller pieces. And this makes them more realistic and doable. The fifth part of my planning process is I save and close everything and all my tabs and I come back to it later for final review. Number six, I always have things left over from the quarter before. Sometimes I don't even get to my new quarterly goals until a few weeks into it and that's okay. But once I do, I'm pretty clear about what I'm doing and I make adjustments along the way. So now, tips for goal setting, no matter how you set your goals. So first of all, you can set your goals at any time of the year. This happened for me accidentally because I quote unquote got behind and it was like one month, you know, led into the other. And I was like, well, I might as well just start. I might as well just start in February because I've certainly missed all the things in January. And it turned out to be the best thing ever because in business and in life, there are a lot of things that have to happen on the calendar quarters. You know, there's all kinds of things, payroll, taxes, inventory, all kinds of things. And so when we can remove the pressure of setting your goals at the same time, you're trying to take care of all the things that you have to do in your business. This is a win-win. The second tip I have for you is to make space for miracles. Make room for the miracles in your life. I talked about this in the last episode on reflection, but it's important enough to say it again. Your higher power is there to bless you and to give you more than you can ask for or imagine. So be open to opportunities across your path. And my third tip, no matter how you set your goals, is to review them often, but not all the time. I have a funny story for you about this. So I was in an organization and I was really blessed to be um, in the national leadership of this organization called Future Farmers of America. And one of the things we learned was the Franklin Covey system of planning. So I had a Franklin planner that I carried around and everything went in that Franklin planner. This is before we had online calendars and online project management tools like we do today. So everything was written, all my speaking engagements, all the groups I was going to be talking to, the young people I was going to be meeting, my flights, all that kind of stuff. And so I literally lived inside my Franklin planner. It seemed like either I was speaking or I was in my Franklin planner planning. And one day I was sitting at the table. It was one of the few days I was home during this year as a national officer. And my mom says to me, as I'm looking down writing, sis, life does not happen inside your Franklin planner. I remember that to this day. Life does not happen inside your Franklin planner. So there can be a lot of pressure to review your goals a lot. And I definitely feel like, especially when you're getting started, you know, it's good to review them maybe daily or to have a few of them that are your primary ones written on a card to help keep you focused. But it's important to not feel pressured to live in them because life is not happening in your goals. Life is happening outside your goals. And they work together, but it's important not to get 
to stuck to them and to review them so often. And finally, my advice, what I wish I would have known sooner. So this is my advice to you. Number one, be okay with deleting or delaying them. I have really struggled with this. I found that I got really disheartened when I had to delete or delay them. So for example, we just wrapped up the beta group of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundations. I call them founding members, my strategic seven. They're amazing. They come from all over the world, all different backgrounds, all years of experience with all social missions, different social missions. And it was incredible experience for all of us. And I want to offer the program to as many people as possible. So I originally planned the launch for the second group on November 15th, but I realized it was just too much, too fast. It was too much pressure on me, too much pressure on my team, and it was just not worth it. I knew that I would show up better for cohort two if we took more time to plan and prepare and I was not so strained in other parts of my life. And I also knew that I would show up better in other parts of my life because I wasn't putting such ridiculous pressure on myself. Number two, release the outcome. Your higher power, the spirit realm, the heavenlies are all working on your behalf. You are responsible for taking action. You are not responsible for the results and you are certainly not responsible for the results of other people. Number three, small is big. So I suggest focusing on five areas. And these go along with the five diamond framework. And there's a reason why I created it. If you can just focus on these five areas, number one, your spirit, what your relationship with, with your spirit and your intuition. Number two, yourself, what you need for yourself. Number three, your team. Number four, your social mission. And number five, your business enterprise. Now I have this ginormous spreadsheet with seven categories and several subcategories. And I was reviewing them weekly. And while I had this endorphin rush of checking off all these things, I was not joyful at all. And I did this for years, years and years. So now I've pared my goals down to what's most important. And those are the only things that make it on my spreadsheet. So I encourage you, if you want to start with one or two, that's great. But I would not suggest any more than five because, and stick to those areas because as a social entrepreneur, those are the things that matter in your life. When those things are all kind of in alignment, that's when your social enterprise is going to progress. And let's see. So when it comes down to what's important and what's most important, how do I know they're the most important? Because of number four, my fourth piece of advice to you, ask why. I ask myself why and write the answer into one of the cells on the spreadsheet under the goal. This way, it reminds me of the value. And as I review my goals, if there's no longer value, then it's not relevant and I can remove it. Okay, that was the highlights of how I set my goals, tips for you no matter how you set your goals, and the advice I wish I had sooner. So as a summary, how I set my goals. Number one, I set three-month goals. Number two, I start planning three weeks ahead. And number three, planning includes the following for me. Number one, first I get out a blank piece of paper. 
Second, I ask my spirit for words or themes for the season. Third, I ask how I want to feel. Fourth, what does feeling this way, whatever this way is, look like in terms of what I do and who I am? Fifth, I save and close everything up and come back to it later for final review. And sixth, I always, always have things left over from the quarter before. Here are my tips for goal setting, no matter how you set your goals. Number one, you can set them any time of year. Number two, make space for miracles. And number three, review them often, but not all the time. And my advice, what I wish I would have known sooner. First, be okay with delaying or deleting your goals. Second, release the outcome of your goals. Third, small is big. Focus on five categories and no more. And four, ask why. Why is this important? I sincerely hope that you enjoyed this two-part series on reflecting and goal setting, both of which can be done any time of year, not just in the new year or not just on the calendar quarters. And you don't even have to finish right at the end of the month or start at the beginning. Structure is good for humans, but the structure around reflection and goal setting does not have to be debilitating, keeping you from taking action or making you feel inadequate. Trust me, I've tried it all different ways and I've never been perfect. And I've got a list a mile long in Evernote of things undone that I still want to do. Probably going to go to heaven with the list. (laughs) of things a mile long that I want to do, or likely you are too. But even though I have this long list of things that are undone, it's still led to a pretty darn good life. And my hope is that what I shared with you brings you freedom and inspiration. I know that there can be pressure and grind in goal setting. I know what that feels like. And I also know that it doesn't have to be that way. I just wish I would have learned it sooner. And speaking of goals, one of the goals that I've had for over a year now was to create a quiz for you. So I started creating it last November. Then I got my words in December to cultivate and create. And that's when all the content for Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundations and the Academy began rolling out of my head and heart and onto my keyboard. So the quiz sat dormant until a few weeks ago. It was dormant so long that I forgot how much I'd written already, how much I'd created. So I went back to it and it just all came together. Now, drum roll. I am so excited to share with you. The quiz is ready for you. It's called What's Your Social Entrepreneur Style? I created it so that you could have more clarity about yourself and how to build or refine your social enterprise not only to fit your style, but also to find others who complement your style. The best part is it's fun, it's fast, and it's free. So once you answer 10 fun questions, you get your results immediately. Then they'll be emailed straight to your inbox, along with goodies and guidance just for your specific unique style. You'll also get a super fun, like this is me graphic so that you can share it on social. It shows your style and your strengths. I mean, talk about free, easy, and non-sleazy self-promotion. It really doesn't get any easier than that. 
So to discover your social entrepreneur style, go to my website, trishabaileyphd.com. The link will be there. I think it's on every page. The best part about all this is that it wasn't even on my goal list for this September to November. I made room for the miracle in my life and I couldn't be more grateful that it's come together so quickly. I'm looking forward to hearing about the miracles that you make room for and how goal setting and reflection looks like for you. Send me a message on LinkedIn so that I can celebrate with you. That's all for today. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabaileyphd.com or on social at trishabaileyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.